Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you would like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, you can find us on the web at revivallife.church. And, and amen. Come on, give somebody a hug, have a seat. I got a cool testimony I want to share with you as you're getting your seat. Could have, could have done as part of the... Um, offering, actually. Actually, my wife is joining me. Why don't you come on up and get yourself settled? Am I in the center here? It's, it, you know, we didn't, we didn't talk to the production team before we got ready here. Are we good? The table in the middle? All right. Excellent. 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 I, uh, I have this, uh, I, I'm, I'm Pentecostal. Hello, my, my name's Carl. I'm a Pentecostal. Um, and uh, unashamedly, um, I've had this, um, those of you who've been on mission trips with me, and we've been on so many of them. Um, hey, y'all look beautiful today, by the way. Oh, thank you. Sue, Sue is here, got a brand new hip with her. Yeah. Um, half the church is on vacation this week. It's like the beginning of, beginning of fall or beginning of summer, excuse me. Yes. And, uh, People I'm are jealous. vacationing. Hello, vacationers. A bunch of them are online. Hello. Yeah, we see them online. <clears throat> so I have a, um, I have a I have this strange kind of gift that God has given me. Now, if you're kind of new to the things of the Spirit, just ignore what I'm about to say, all right? Just kind of ignore it, act like, you know, that's just, Carl is strange. I, God has anointed me that I pray for missionaries, for miracle money, and it happens. I, it's like this gift, I, I don't understand it. When I first started seeing it happen is when I would take people on mission trips here, and uh, they wouldn't have any money to go, and uh, I'd say, well, God's going to provide, like there is an anointing to go, and invariably, people who said, there's no way I could afford to go, money would come, they mm-hmm. say, I'm not going to get off of work, but not only did the work give them the time off, they paid them while they were off, and um, other people... Paid towards their trip. Paid towards their trips, other people got awards, and they took them on another trips later, um, like, it, it just, it, it, so I began praying for missionaries on the mission field, when I'd be on the mission field for missionary money, because there's a lot of missionaries that are super broke, right, uh, and just don't know how to raise money. Some people just want to help folks, but they don't know how to raise money. And so over the years, I've prayed for missionaries, for miracle money, for missionaries. And I tell you, um, so many times I have, I've seen, I, I, uh, I have a friend who's a, a missionary in Central America that I prayed for them. He didn't have any donors at all. He was just there dwindling away his savings. And uh, we prayed, uh, and I believe the Lord was moving. And uh, within a couple weeks, he said he got like, many, many donors, that enough money that actually supported him out of nowhere. Like he had just been giving, then all of a sudden enough money. Yeah, that's good news. So anyways, I I have a friend, I have a friend who's actually a missionary to the United States uh, from Brazil. And um, he and his wife are here on a uh, educational visa. So he can't work, um, but he's just trusting God. And so when he got here, um, somebody gave him housing uh, for he and his wife to stay in while they were at school while he was at school but that was it and so I said uh well uh, we were talking became friends and uh and I said hey you know how how, how are your finances and uh, a lot of guys don't like to talk about that right and I was like how's your finances and he's like you just started getting really honest with me and he's like uh well you know we have this much money a month and like when you can name the amount of dollars that you have you you know you're not in prosperity right so he's like I have this much money and uh, at the end of the month, and uh, it's a, lot, a little amount, I said, well, the Lord has kind of gifted me uh, for missionaries, um, miracle finance for missionaries, and you're here in America as a missionary, and I'm going to begin praying 
that the Lord would do a miracle in your finances, that he would, that he would, he would bless your life. And he's like, okay, like he didn't really know what to say about that. And I said, you know, are you ministering at all? He said, you know, I'm, I'm doing some discipleship on Zoom back home. I'm like, no, no, I'm talking about ministry where you get paid. Is there any of that happening? No, no, not at all. Okay, well, I'm going to pray. And so I got a call 10 days later. He said, Carl, out of nowhere, like I have people giving gifts to me, financial gifts all the time. And right now he's in New England on a ministry tour, uh, ministering in churches in New Hampshire and Connecticut. Hallelujah. 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 I believe that Jesus is alive, don't you? Amen. Hey, and here on uh, Pentecost Sunday, we're on Pentecost Sunday, you know, and I'm believing that the Lord is going to supply you what you need to prosper in your call today. I'm believing the Lord is going to meet some of you in the middle of your need today. I I, I just I just have this feeling that God is going to do something supernatural in our midst. And in in this crazy season, I'm like, you know, uh, I'm I'm a bit of a sports fan. I'm trying to get into soccer. Uh, because it's this international sport, but I, I seem to be picking losing teams. Um, and, and you want to take the fun out of sports, start picking a bad team, right? So like Inter-Miami came, and I really wanted to support Inter-Miami, except they don't know how to score a goal, right? And when you watch soccer and nobody's scoring goals, I mean, that's like, it's like watching paint dry, and then when the paint dries, it's the wall you used to have. <laughs> like that doesn't, like what did I just accomplish? I feel like I just threw that time into a bucket, and it, and, it, and, it, and it went away, right? And so, like, it, it's, so, so for me, it's like, you know, many guys can find things. When things aren't going well in life, we like to get something we can control. Uh, ladies, if you don't understand why your husband will spend, you know, 20 hours a week building an RC uh, train set or building a backyard patio or, you know, that's men trying to have a control. Desert rose plants. Desert rose plants. That's my wife trying to make fun of me. Um, thanks, honey. Appreciate, appreciate the support there. That's, that's really helping my point there. Uh, so so uh, if, if you wonder why, why men um, will spend so much time on a hobby, uh, they're trying to get some sort of control over their life, right? Uh, in, in, in a way where it may feel seemingly out of control, uh, men will shift their focus off of the things you know, they can't control. And instead of trusting God, we'll create new little worlds that we can't control. Uh, and so it's important, ladies, when you see your husband falling off into a pit. Uh, no, I'm going to get level 92 on this video game. You're like, and you know still that's not going to change where we live, right? You understand? But it's 90, level 92. And, and all the 16-year-olds in the forums are going to think I'm the man, you know? Anybody know what I'm talking about here? Come on now. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. Um, Achievement points in the game. I had this idea that I was going to get a new car and I was going to fix it up. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, I'm not 19 anymore. <laughs> I'm 50. Um, I, need to, I, need to, I need to work on a retirement plan. <laughs> That's what I need to be working on in this season. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And, and, so, and so, you know, I've been talking to a lot of my friends. Um, and uh, I, I, in this hard season, uh, um, we talked last week about mental health. We talked about wellness. We talked about in the season, the warfare that's trying to come against our wellness. But there, there is a spiritual and a social element that is coming against our wellness. And, um, uh, and we just wanted to begin uncovering it last week. And I don't know, I don't know what you experienced last week, uh, but this week has been way better for me. 
I have experienced the presence of God. I've experienced the hope of God in my life. Uh, I, I see God moving. And, and I just, I've just begun telling people, I feel the wind. I feel the wind of the Spirit beginning to blow. I feel the Holy Ghost of God. Like, you know, when you're a sailor and you're in slack wind when nothing's happening and your sail isn't doing anything, and then all of a sudden it just, you see, it, the, it, it begins to move. And you're like, I don't feel wind, but I see it. I see the wind is, is coming. And I don't, I'm not going anywhere fast, but I know the wind is here and it's going to take me where I need to go. And that, that is the picture the Holy Spirit gave me this week of what's beginning to happen. The wind of the Spirit is beginning to hey. blow. Hey. I, I, I got alone with God on Tuesday, and I just cried to him for a little bit. Now, you ever do that? You just tell God, like, you know, like, instead of complaining on Facebook or, you know, <laughs> doing a really sad Snapchat story, just, just actually just talking to God. Um, and uh, so I was talking to God, and uh, he just began to prophesy things over me. And, you know, when God talks to you so encouraging sometimes, you're like, is this just me or is this God? Mm-hmm. You ever, you ever, you ever, yeah. I love journaling like that, don't you? Like, you're just getting things are so positive. You're like, is this me or is this God? Like, like I, this, this, is, this is where I want to live, but things have been kind of hard. And, and, and so I, 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 but I felt encouraged. And, um, and uh, I talked to a, a friend this week, uh, a pastor friend, and uh, we were just talking about this hard season. He's going through some things that I'm going through, and I'm going through some things he's going through, and the church is going through stuff, especially those of us who didn't want the church to become a political cult, you know, are going through some stuff. And, uh, and he, just, he just began talking to me. And let me tell you, my friend started quoting my journal to me. Like, the things that God said to me, he's like, God, Carl, I'm going to do this, and I've proven that. And he's like, Carl, God has proven this to you. God has shown this to you. God, and I'm like, man, faithful. Faithful is God who's encouraging me through even the people around me. But I believe like this wind of the Spirit begins attracting people who hear the Spirit into your life. And they speak words of encouragement. And he's like, man, I, I went through that season. I go through, and we just got to say, man, I trust you, God. We got to say it out loud. I trust you, God. Amen. I trust you, I God. Trust you, God. And then the, then the lie comes, and the fear comes, and the doubt comes. I trust you, God. I trust you, God. Right? And, and my wife and I, man, we, we, we've been just going through this together, right? Yeah. And, and I think it's not just us. Like, we've talked about in the, in the last message, um, for those of you that weren't here, we talked about the losses that we had in 2021 and the beginning of 2020. 20, wait, sorry. The 20, 2020? And 2021, um, just that it's been a it's been a rough 15 months, and you know we're we we're, we've been going through it too, and this heaviness that has come, this grieving um, that we've done, um, you know we have grieved the loss. But I found myself in this past week saying, okay, I'm grieving this thing, but. I'm remembering the promises that God has spoken to me. Like, yeah. just like we said last week, I'm just going to remember the promises that God has spoken to me. I'm going to remember that the word tells me that I can trust God for a good future, that yeah. things are going to work out. Come on. Um, and when I've been reminding myself, I, and I'll, I, anyone that meets with me, I'll tell you, talk to yourself and say it out loud. Don't care what anybody's around right. you. Just go ahead and preach to yourself and tell the devil to shut up. That's just, you know, and we're reminding each other. Yes. Also, I've been spending more time being intentional to spend more time worshiping and connecting with God. Um, and I've just been singing the songs that are speaking to me in this season. 
you know, for me right now, I've been in that, the new Maverick City uh, album, Elevation Worship that just came out, Gyra, and y'all, you guys know, right? I'm posting on Instagram because I'm just like, so like, come on, let's sing this stuff. It's encouraging me and just speaking it, blasting it, you know, in the shower or whatever, and just worshiping and I'm getting encouraged. And, um, you know, another thing that we talked about, you know, worship community is just being in community and being encouraged by one another. And um, yesterday we had our quarterly women's gathering, our RLC women's gathering. We had brunch at Tap 42. And, you know, it wasn't even like a very spiritual, gathering. It was just ladies getting together, talking, hanging out, and eating. And it was good, right? It was just a good time to get together, encourage one another, see what's going on in each other's lives, tell funny stories. And um, I was encouraged by the fellowship, but I was also encouraged by seeing how the women were encouraging one another. And that's the difference between going to a bowling league or a softball league or or to the, the gardening club when you're gathering together in Jesus' name, yeah. now something supernatural happens. It's, it's not like we happen to be Christians and we're gathering. No, we gather together as Christians. There is a Christian point to what we're doing. And, and just having a, a, a cookout is fun. Uh, just, just getting together and playing uh, softball is fun. But when the ladies gathered in Jesus' name right. for the purpose, we don't have to necessarily read a Bible and study Greek. There are just women there gathering in Jesus' name, and you're saying there's Jesus in the midst encouraging people. Amen. And he was encouraging, but we were, and also we were sharing testimonies That's with one another. That's the encouragement I'm talking about. Yeah. That is the encouragement Amen. of Jesus. The testimonies of what God is doing in our lives yes. are encouraging. There, I, I heard women who have small kids at home talking about trying to get dinner ready, and other women who are like, hey, Here's an easy recipe, like just encouraging, like, hey, you're going to get through this season. It might be a bit rough, but you're going to get through it. And it, w- it was so good because Jesus was there in the midst of, you know, the avocado toast. It was good. Amen. <laughs> and, and this is what we've talked about in this, in this, in, in our society. You can be in the biggest crowd and still be alone be, be, because you're not gathered with a purpose of worshiping Jesus. When Christ is the center of the gathering, now all of a sudden the Holy Spirit is there bringing us together. Amen. I mean, you could be in a clouded classroom and feel completely alone. You could be in a crowded business place and be completely alone. You could even be in a large family gathering and feel completely alone. But when we gather in the name of Jesus, you have a place. You, 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 you have a place to fit in. You fit. Amen. You belong. And so, th- th- I'm sorry, did I cut you off on You didn't. All right, and cool. I would let you know too. Oh, you would too. We have, uh, when, we're, when my wife and I meet together, when we have meetings with people, we have this, uh, this is a funny story, uh, I, we have this uh, kind of sign when someone's talking too long and like, hey, I sure would like to talk at some point in this meeting. We just put our hand on each other's leg, right? Like, that's kind of like, oh, if that's great, honey. Hand. And so the, 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 they'll touch your leg. And what's funny was we had this one meeting one time and I was just like, just really happy with my wife. You know, not that I'm not always, but like just really wanting to be near her. And so I just kept touching her because I was just, you know, was in and you know, touching her leg. And we come home, she's like... Why wouldn't you let me talk? Like, Why? Why do you keep telling me to be quiet? I'm like, I never once told you. What, are you. what are you talking about? You can't put your hand on my leg. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I just, I was just putting my hand on your leg. Please forgive me. I was just, I was showing you love and I'm getting screamed mixed at. I'm like, I'm like, you know, mixed signals. That's a good word right there. That should be the whole message series right there. You ever been in a, in a, in a marriage fight? And after, a, after two or three days, you find out, Wait a minute, you meant that? Oh, that's what I was saying. <laughs> oh, we're saying the same thing. 
I take back that part about I hate you and I regret marrying you and I, I, I hate your mom and your, your, your dad is a bum and I, I take all that back now. Let's just, let's just, <laughs> you're like, oh, how do I stuff that back in the bottle? We've never called, we never said those things to each no. other, but we have had. No, it's hard really, to stuff that kind of stuff. Yeah, back it's in hard. The don't say it. Just don't, don't say, say it. That. It's hard to put that back in the bottle. But, but, but this is what we want. We want to live in wellness. This is what we're looking for in this season. God's grace for a crazy season. It's a crazy season, people. You're in a crazy season. And for some of you, just hearing that the season is crazy, it's not you. Uh, it's the season should be, should, should, wow, should minister to your soul. Amen. I feel the Holy Spirit. He's going to begin moving in hearts. Hey. Like, just, just, just. Just prepare right now. And uh, we had this picture at our pre-service uh, prayer meeting. Um, you know, like if someone has a, a benign tumor, the tumor's not going to spread, but they need to go in and get it, right? And today we're like, oh, you had some surgery. They have to cut your body open <laughs> and keep you from bleeding to death while they're in there pulling things out of your body, right? Things are getting worse before they get better, right? And so, so many times, especially you know, us guys, I don't want to say women, not, I'm not a woman, uh, but guys will like to cover it and pretend it's not there and uh, won't move their hands, they can do the surgery. Uh, but God, if you would just trust that this is a safe space, he's going to do some things in your heart today. God wants to bring you into wellness. And, and, and when we talk about wellness, wellness is prospering in our body, soul, and spirit. This is wellness, when I'm prospering in my body, my soul, and my spirit. Now, it, the body part is kind of easy. We know, we know what that looks like. That's the easy one to control. This is this is why people can get addicted to working out. Like they get the endorphins and they feel like they're controlling something, right? Like, you know, if I can run a certain speed, then I'm doing well, right? Uh, now, prospering in our soul, wellness in our soul can be a little more complicated. But a, a healthy soul, it keeps us vibrant and energized with hope. It keeps us vibrant and energized with hope, giving us a sense of who we are, where we come from, and where we're going. And so if we don't have this hope, this vibrancy, this sense of purpose and destiny, then we know there's something unwell in our soul. And as my wife and I have been talking about this, she knows more about this than I do, but really what people are experiencing is, is what in the psychiatric community we call dysphoria, right? And dysphoria is like, it's a mood that's characterized by like just discontent. I'm just unhappy, but I don't know why. Yeah. I'm just unhappy, but I don't know why. I'm not depressed. I'm not suicidal. I'm not crazy, but I'm just not happy. And here's how, here's how we know. Um, here's how you know when you're in dysphoria. Are, are you following me at all? Okay. When you're healthy, you stop, when you stop in activity when you've done enough. Like in school, you stop when you know you've got an A. Like I've done this assignment to the point that I know it's an A. Or I did my job in a sense of knowing that I've done it well. When you're in dysphoria, you stop doing things when they're not fun anymore. Like I should be doing that, but I just don't feel like it. Now I'm in dysphoria. Now I'm living in a place that I'm not doing things that intellectually I know I need to be doing. But just because it's not fun, I don't feel like doing it. And so we're kind of living in a generation of folks who say, if it's not fun, why do it? If I don't feel like it, is it really true? If I don't, eh, if that doesn't register with me, does it really matter? But the truth is, most of these things are not soulish issues. They're a soulish symptom of a spiritual issue. Yeah. 
when we have these or spiritual issues are not addressed, then they start bleeding into our soul. Mm-hmm. And we say, oh, I got depression. Here, oh, I know, how, I know what I can do about my depression. I'll just work out more. So instead of taking the spiritual path to wholeness, we try to do some sort of natural remedy, some homeopathic remedy, some soulish, I'm going to minister to my soul through my body, as opposed to maybe there's something wrong in my spirit. In, in spiritual wellness is living connected to the presence and power of God. Hey. God speaking yeah. <laughs> both words of hope and correction to your life. This is how we know we're in spiritual wellness. We're hearing we're, our life is a life of hope. We're hearing words of hope from God and words of correction. Because the Spirit comes to give both. He gives us life and He puts us back on the right path. And it's our belief that when we're whole, when we're well, when we're doing well with God, that this Spirit of God that empowers us will empower us both to live in hope and live a life that's not in error, going in the wrong direction, to keep us in this flourishing, right? Amen. So, hallelujah. So let's get into the Bible. Bible. Shall we get into the Bible? Go ahead. If you've got a Bible, go ahead and turn to Acts chapter 2. If you don't have a Bible... We got free ones in the lobby, but in Acts chapter 2, it, it, here's what it says on the day of Pentecost. I've preached this about a billion times, but I want you to hear it with fresh ears today, okay? Yeah? That's okay. Yeah, fresh yeah, okay. ears. Fresh ears today, okay? Can we can just, yeah. I, I, God's going to do something. Are you with me? Yes. Okay, trust me on this one, all right? Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 17, this is on the day of Pentecost, right? So the Spirit was poured out, people were speaking in tongues, and Peter is trying to give the people of Jerusalem, a vision for what's happening, right? And so he goes back to the Old Testament prophets, and he says, it shall be, he's quoting Joel. He says, hey, Joel said this, it shall be in the last days that I'll pour forth my spirit on all mankind, and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams, and even on my bond slaves, both men and women, I'll in those days, I'll pour forth my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I will grant wonders in the sky above in signs, on the earth below. There, there's this, 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 <clears throat> this spiritual season that we're in right now that Pentecost can address for us. And I believe as we uh, partake in the Spirit today on the Sunday, Pentecost Sunday, I believe the Lord is going to do something in your heart. And, and there's kind of a, a model here. Uh, see, when, when the Spirit got poured out, what we like to do is act like what we're in doesn't matter. All that matters is the outpouring. But, but Peter corrected that. He said, listen, this isn't just we forget about everything that happened. We forget about the hurt. We forget about the past. We forget about the pain. We forget about the years of suffering. No, no, no. We, we look to the past to see how God prepared us for today. And, and if you were to look back over the last several years, you would look how the Lord has, has actually prepared you for today. Now, now, for some of us, we have journals filled with prophecies. What the Lord has spoken to us about what would happen in the future, these words saying about how, how things would be great. And um, when you're in a low place, it can be easy to say they got it wrong, right? Or I missed it somewhere, or I need to somehow forget those words. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Is anybody here with me today? Yeah. But listen, um, <clears throat> we can look back and say, hey, why, why am I not famous? Why, am I not, why is not everything not perfect? Why is not here I am today? Why, why am I not living in all these prophetic words? And this is where they were at when the Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost after the death of Jesus. They thought, finally, we're going to come into all our promises, but, but Jesus died. They're, like, they're living in this low place, but instead, 
they, don't, they didn't just let their heart be hardened to the pain of the past. They looked beyond the pain they're currently in to the promises that happened before their current pain. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So Jesus came, and, and this is our ticket out. Now the prophecies are being fulfilled. They, Jesus was murdered, and they said, they didn't say, well, I guess the prophecies were wrong. They looked back to even earlier prophecies. Yeah. Here's what I want you to see. The, the, <laughs> I know, this is what they're saying, I know that we're going to get through this season because the Lord has promised me better things are coming. And if I haven't seen better things yet, that means that things aren't over yet, right? Like God is not done yet because I know I have promises coming. My, my, my future is not defined by this current season. Look at this. Verse 17, it shall be in the last days that I will pour forth my spirit on all, all mankind. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your young men will see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. You, you got to look at the past. Say, what, am I, what do these past words tell me about today? What, what do they say about today? They say, they, you know, we got to read the Bible based on what Jesus said about the Scriptures, about what Jesus said about God, what Jesus said about himself. Instead of this old, stale, old religious way of reading the Bible, we got to read the Bible through the lens of the Spirit. We got to be people of the Spirit. We have to look at God's promises based on what the Spirit spoke and what it was designed to carry us through. See, we are people of the Spirit, and so we look at life differently. I, 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 I was on a plane ride one time, and the um, plane was just going crazy. It looked like it was going to fall out of the sky, and uh, this happened many times. And uh, I would look at the person next to me, and I'd be like, well, the Lord already gave me a message for Sunday. <laughs> so I know I'm making it through this flight. Why would the Lord give me a promise for Sunday if I'm going to die on Friday? Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? If you're in a hard season, has the Lord given you a promise? If you haven't seen promises, all your promises fulfilled, then you got to make it through this season. You got to, because the Lord is still, yeah. you're still in the midst of promise and fulfillment. The Lord has given you something to carry you through this season. And these are these rays of hope that God is trying to give us, right? Amen. This is what we've been talking about. This is what we've been talking about. And, and there are these rays of hope, and we, we need to be living by the Spirit and look at life differently. Now, we're in this, this season where we have, we're, we're dealing with trauma, we're dealing with pandemic, we're dealing with loss. And sometimes this grief or this heaviness, it like sits on us like a cloud, like a dark cloud. And it is like like a general sense of heaviness. I just keep hearing people say that. I've been feeling it. Like this general sense of heaviness, almost like you're swimming against the current. Anybody, can anybody relate to that? Like you're just swimming against the current. Like you're just trying to keep going, but the, the, the water's going this way. And there's like this heaviness and there's this dark cloud of grief sometimes. When I say grief, and I want to just say this, it's, not, it's about things that we've lost, things that are not the same as they used to be. It's the fact that life is not like it was in 2019. And the truth is that we can't get some of this stuff back. It just happened. And um, so this heaviness is there, but like if we're people of the spirit, when you see a cloud, clouds are not, um, they could be dense, but they're not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like opaque. They're not solid. So there are, there, if you look up, you can see that there's holes where there's rays of sunshine coming through. But you got to look, knowing and look by the Spirit, that when you look up that there's sunshine coming through the holes in the cloud. And we have to, in this season, look for the ways that the sunshine is coming through the clouds. Amen. Amen? Now, how do we do that? The, The Bible talks about, by this, by being thankfulness. 
Okay, we have to be thankfulness, and thankfulness is an expression of gratitude. It's when we are looking at situations and we're like, okay, this situation is not optimal, but I see this good thing that's happening. I see this good thing that's happening. Like, for instance, okay, we have this pandemic. We, we live through this pandemic, but hey, um, you know, we, I got to spend more time with my family. Life slowed down a little bit. Um, I learned to connect with people on Zoom, and now I can connect with people that I wasn't able to connect with before. Um, you know, we what you know, we have this heaviness, and we we can see the the rays of sunshine. Like you know, it's been tough financially, but hey, I got my stimulus check. You know, <laughs> like you know, we the, that's a ray of sunshine, right? The stimulus check was a ray of sunshine, and um, we we have to cultivate this thankfulness. Like, you know, the enemy wants us to look at the cloud and think that it's solid, that there are no rays of sunshine coming through. Yeah. But actually, there are rays of sunshine. If we're people of the Spirit, as we are, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We can look for these rays of sunshine. We can cultivate thankfulness, and we can choose to recognize the things that are going well. Cultivate it. Cultivate cultivate it. it. We have to speak it. We have to acknowledge it. We have to, you know, be like, encourage one another. You know, we can say, you know, hey, we've lived this last 15 months worried about getting sick, but hallelujah, I didn't get the coronavirus. Some people did. Hey, some people got it, but you're still here. Come on, somebody. (laughs) You know? Come on. I didn't die. You know? (laughs) You know, like, we we have to be... um, you know, sometimes there are a lot of people, they're small business owners, and like, hey, is my business going to make it through? And your business made it through. You know? It, it may not have gone the way you would have wanted it to go, but you made it. If you're sitting here, you still believe in God, you still got your business, you're still alive, you know, hey, we made it through, and there is something to be thankful for, and we need to cultivate this thankfulness. Did yeah, you want to say it, something it, about that? Well, no, I just was saying amen. I just, you know, I, I think that um, people who made it through the trauma don't realize you made it through the trauma. Like you have lived through this season. Yeah. Like you have overcome. There's people in this room who lost all income streams and you made it. You, you, yeah. you, you made it through with, with, you know, you thought you weren't going to be able to pay your bills and still you're here. You thought you weren't going to be able to, um, you weren't, you weren't going to be able to uh, survive. Still you're here. You thought your family was going to fall apart. Still you're here. You, you, you thought that, you know, things were going to collapse around you, but you made it through. God's promises are still yes and amen in your life. God, God is still moving in your life. The promises are still here. The spirit is still moving in your life. Like, I, like it's our desire today to encourage you to engage with what the Holy Ghost is doing right now in encouraging you and showing you that there is still hope. Amen. We can hope in God. And so the Lord has been speaking to me in my times of worship. Um, I want to just share with you guys out of Isaiah 40, verse 31. It says, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Come on. Amen. So we, for those of us that, you know, we're going to say we're going to be thankful and we're going to wait on the Lord. Um, we're, we're all still waiting for things, for the promises to come, but we are going to wait. And we, when we wait, um, the, the word uh, in the Hebrew, it says we wait for things. We eagerly wait. We wait with expectation. Come on. We are thankful and we are expecting something good to happen. Why? Because God promises, promises us Come that. On. He gives us hope. And we need to be actively waiting on the Lord. Like when, we're wait, when it says wait on the Lord, or uh, in this verse, Version, it says, 
yet those who wait for the Lord, we're not just sitting there waiting for something to fall from the sky. And that's, that's not life. You know, like I usually say when I start, if you've done premarital counseling with me, I say you can't just expect a good marriage to fall from the sky. It doesn't work like that. You have to do something. And so while we're waiting for God, even though the... He, he, he's the one that's the, lifting the heavy things. We still have to be doing something. We need to be yeah. eagerly waiting. We need to be um, actively waiting, expecting God to do something, and being thankful for what he's already done. Yeah. And so we're eagerly waiting. And I kind of think of it like when we are, um, I like to be hospitable. I like to have people over my house. And you're, say you're expecting a guest. And you have someone coming over for a meal, and um, you know you clean up the house, and you cook, and or you maybe whatever you do to get ready for a guest. But you do this, and you do it expectantly. You're not just wait, sitting there like, oh, maybe this person's going to show up. No, you wait for them. You're excited, and then you're looking out the window like it's almost time. Are they here yet? Yep. Like you're looking, you know. I think maybe now I'll put the drinks out, and we'll, you know. Um, just get things ready. And this is the same way that we're waiting on the Lord to move and to bring these promises to pass. Well, let's look out the window and be looking. Let's like look and wait. Let's be um, positioning ourselves to receive the blessing yeah. with expectation. Yeah. Because he, amen. amen. And it's not, we're not wasting our expectation because he's good. If he says he's going to do something, he's not going to like, leave you high and dry. That's not who God is. Think about what he's done for you in the past. He comes through. There's an old gospel song that I used to like to sing. Some of you might know he's an on-time God. He's an on-time God. He doesn't, he may not come when you want him, but he's there right on time. And he always will come through. And we just need to be expecting him like we're expecting good things in our lives. He's an on-time God. Sing it, honey. Yes, he is. We, we, Let's I can just sing let that. I can Mississippi sing that. Mass Choir No, no, that. it's, yeah, a little Mississippi Mass Choir. Come on, somebody. <laughs> somebody knows what I'm talking about. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> hear, hear, hear me. Hear me in this. Um, uh, God is with you in this season. Amen. He is really with you in this season. He, he is birthing something new in, in, in the midst of something old. Listen, um, <clears throat> in... Uh, as, as we studied Elijah, man, he just was like, one, like, he kept telling his servant, look for the cloud, look for the cloud, look for the cloud, look again, look again. And there's something about that spiritual strength that says, I will continue to hope, mm-hmm. that I will continue to look. I, 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 choose, I choose to look at the good. We, we do this in our family now. My, my wife and I, and we're trying to do it as a family, as we get together for family devotions, like, you know, tell me three things good. Like, like, like I, I, know you, I know things are hard in what you just went through. Tell me three good things. Like, like tell me three, give me, give me three testimonies. Give me, give me three positives that happened. Tell me three things God is doing because we need to cultivate. Yeah. We need to cultivate an atmosphere where we're looking, yeah. where we're looking for the positive. We're looking for the breakthrough. Yeah. We're looking for what God is doing because God is moving. And, and, um, and, and God is moving in the church, and God is sifting his church right now. There, there is a sifting that he's doing. And, um, uh, and I don't want to go down that road too far, but, the, but, but he's looking for real worship, and, and, he's, and he's looking for people whose hearts are after, after him. And, and, and at Pentecost, like, you've got to understand the shift that they experienced at Pentecost. You can imagine just following God your whole life, and, and the temple was happening, and the Spirit of God came. And everything changed. He's like, listen, 
Um, I'm changing how you look at things. You think to be rich and successful puts you at the top with God, but, 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 but he speaks on Pentecost. Check this out in, in uh, uh, verse, Acts chapter 2, verse 18. This is what God says. He says, uh, this is Peter quoting Joel by the Spirit on Pentecost. He says, even on my bond slaves, both men and women will in those days pour forth my Spirit, and they shall prophesy. Stop there for a second. I want you to think about what a society looks like that allows people to own other people, right? There is not a concept of, theologically speaking, imagio Dei, which is the image of God. Every human being is made in the image of God, right? And so, so when we talk negatively about another group of people, we're talking about someone who's made in God's image, yep. right? It's important to remember. In, 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 in a society that will allow the ownership of a person made in God's image by another person, the fact that I could own God's image uh, or human made in his image shows you kind of the barbaric nature of that society. But here's God speaking, and this is what I really want you to get. By, this, by the Spirit, the Lord speaks through Peter in quoting Joel, and says, hey, those slaves that you don't even think are human, God's going to begin talking through them. Those people on the bottom, those people so disenfranchised, those people who don't look like they got it all together, you're going to have to listen to them to hear God. God is saying, listen, if you're in the dark place, you're in the, the, you feel the bottom, you feel maligned, you feel oppressed in this season, do you, you feel like all alone, do you feel the heaviness? God is like, these are the people that I will be speaking through in this season. Do you feel the weighty heaviness of despair? It's in your despair that you will recognize, it don't matter what I do, there's nothing I can do to bridge the gap between me and God. Only Jesus can do it. I need the Spirit of God to come and rescue me. I've done all I can do to rescue myself. I now need the Holy Ghost to come and fulfill His Word and speak to me Himself. I need like more religion ain't going to do it. More works ain't going to do it. More hyping it up ain't going to do it. $100,000 on an LED wall is not going to do it. The only thing that will do it is an outpouring of the Spirit of God that brings Jesus Christ alive in people's hearts. People who will find out, listen, the society thinks I'm on the bottom and I'm struggling to pay my bills, but Jesus Christ said, on people like me will he pour out his spirit. I am perfectly positioned for an outpouring of the spirit right now. And then Jesus, he, he, then the promises, come on, verse 19, and I will grant wonders in the sky above and on signs on the earth below. I tell you what, I feel like if I made it through this last season with my mind intact, I am a sign and a wonder, all right? Given my family history and the people I don't come out of and all the crazy people I'm related to, what you're looking at right now is a sign and a wonder. Amen. Come on. Some of us, we forget where we came from. We forget what Jesus brought us from. Like, like this outpouring of the Spirit, like if it weren't for that, if it weren't for Pentecost, I would be the bond slave that he's talking about. I would be the one, you know, the, on, the, on the, the gathering on the outside of town with my mind half gone and people thinking I'm crazy. That would have been me. That would have been me, the poor person who doesn't get a voice in the temple. That would have been me. That, like, this, this is who we are. People of the Spirit, we're the people that we need Jesus to be somebody. Like, there's lots of people who are somebody without Jesus. Jesus came for the people who were nobody. That was me. I, 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 I'm the guy. I'm the guy who at 17 was a high school, homeless high school dropout. And now I'm getting my second master's degree. This is the Lord Jesus Christ and what he can do. Amen. Amen. This is what Jesus does. 
Only Jesus does this. You know, the, the, you, you may have been addicted to whatever, but Jesus. Amen. Ke, ke, you know, you, you, you might have been suffering with depression your whole life, but Jesus hey. came and gave you some hope, right? Amen. But Jesus, but Pentecost has come and turned things around. You know, you had no promise in your family line, but Jesus came. Amen. God is good. Amen. Amen. God is so good. He's still speaking today. Yes. He's empowering you. And this is the biggest thing he wants to empower you for right now we feel, is to give you hope. The greatest spiritual poverty we're seeing right now is hope, right? Like you can't, like, like no offense, you can't take your Bitcoin to heaven, right? You, you, you know, maybe you got in the market at the right time and you feel like you're somebody. Maybe you got in at the wrong time and now you feel like you're nobody. N none of that matters because mm -hmm. none of that will solve a spiritual problem. Right? We, 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 don't, like, we don't care what car you drive. I don't care who you vote for. I don't care what you eat or what you don't eat. I, 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 don't, I don't care what, what soccer team you identify with. I don't care how fast you can run the mile. I don't care if you're over six foot or under six foot. I don't care if you're constantly getting matches on Tinder or nobody's ever matched you on Tinder. None of this matters. None of this matters. What matters is that Jesus Christ died on a cross for sinners that there was a gap between yes. us and God that only God could bridge. Yes. Amen. And he chose to do it. And then he poured out his spirit 50 days later and fills people with hope mm, so okay. that they see that this thing that I'm going through right now is not the end. Yes. Amen. This thing I'm going through is not the end. I still have a promise in front of me. Amen. Amen. I still, I'm, I'm, I'm still in between the promise and the fulfillment. Can you say amen to that? And we want to pray. We want to pray today. My wife and I want to pray. We want to pray that, that he just wakes something up in your life. We believe that God is still pouring out his spirit, and we still believe he's still giving visions. We believe that he's still giving hope. And, and there's wisdom to be had. When we planned this series, we had fully planned we were going to give you steps and processes and, and, and stuff. And we just said, man, we got to encourage people. Like, like Jesus is coming with the hope. Amen. Jesus is coming with hope, and you're going to have to fight it not to receive it. And I don't encourage that. I don't encourage it. So if, um, so let's pray. We're going to pray. And here's what we're going to pray. We're, we're, we're believing a, an outpouring of the Spirit this morning. Wow. Hey. We're believing for an outpouring of the Spirit right now. If you're joining us online, we're expecting this to happen right in your home, right in your car. If you're watching this delayed, you're in children's ministry, you are the saint of the Most High right there. And we just, we, we declare that even wherever you're at, He's moving right now. <clears throat> but I feel His Spirit moving in the name of Jesus. I feel His Spirit moving in the name of Jesus. And... Uh, and uh, it's hard to come back from disappointment because disappointment wants to invalidate hope. That's how the devil works. But I do not want you to be ignorant of your adversary, the devil. We're reminded in Scripture. And there is a devil at work. There is a devil trying to destroy the testimony of Jesus Christ in your life, trying to destroy the testimony of the church, 
I'm so thankful that so many people have been abused by the church or getting their voices heard. But the devil wants to use even that vulnerability to come against the church of Jesus Christ. And so I'm just praying right now, courage. Courage to hope again. Courage, wow, to hope again. Courage. I just, um, maybe there's somebody online, I don't know, but I see, uh, I see someone in a marriage who has resigned themselves. They've almost given up. But I would tell you what the Lord told me, love radically in this season. The love of God is all that can heal these things. Love radically in this season. Love radically. Love, here's what the Lord told me. Love even when it hurts. Hey. Love so much that it hurts. Like you're sacrificing all of your rights. That's what love looks like. That's what the love of Jesus looks like. He gave up all his personal rights for love. Holy Spirit of God. Holy Spirit of God. <clears throat> Holy Ghost of God. Ah. Hey. Wow. Yeah, right here in this atmosphere. Ah. I believe the Spirit of Truth is here. And just right here, you might want to drop some offenses. Text some people that you love them right after service here. Reach out to some folks. Recalibrate yourself. Begin to hope again. And some of you had a hard, hard, hard season. Death of loved ones. Loss of business. Loss of family members. You don't come out of that in an instant. That takes a minute. Spirit of God, so what did you want to say? I feel so strong right now. And I felt like as I was talking about this cloud, that that some of you almost could see it or f- like tangibly feel that cloud that's been over you. But I want to encourage you right now: look up. Hey, look up for the rays of sunshine that are that Amen. are coming through. Amen. And also remember that the wind comes. And blows clouds away. Amen. So be encouraged and have hope and look for the rays of sunshine that are in your life. Yes. Those are, that's Jesus coming. I'm here to tell you. Every one of those rays of sunshine is Jesus coming. We just want to encourage you. Look to the sky. Jesus is coming. He's coming in your situation. You want to pray, honey? Father, I thank you so much for your love, your unconditional love, and your encouragement that you've been speaking to us personally and corporately, that you're reminding us that you are with us and that um, you grieve with us as we grieve, but you also give us hope for a, a great and prosperous future. And Father, I just pray for every person under the sound of my voice right now 
that you would bring to remembrance the promises that you've spoken to them. That you would remind them of the promises that have not yet been fulfilled, but you have spoken, God. Father, I pray that you would um, stir up hope within them. That you would just um, ignite a fire right now in your presence, God, that, that, that we would encounter you right now in this room. Father, I pray right now that, that as we are here, that we can feel you so very, very close to us. That we have been going through it, but we know that you are with us right now. Father, I pray for a fresh encounter of your presence right now, a fresh encounter of your hope, a fresh encounter of just um, the fiery presence of the Holy Ghost. Wow. Jesus, and I even just feel like um, those of you that you just begin to remember encounters that you've had with God, and that you would just feel his presence. If you feel that warmth in your body, uh, that fire on your back, hey, he's with you. And I also want to encourage those of you that are not feeling the tangible present. He is with you. Yes. Whether you feel it or not, he's right here. And Father, I pray right now that you would touch every person that is here right where they are. I pray that hearts would just be open to receive. And Father, right now, uh, as, as a, a, a family of believers, we lay down uh, the heaviness. We yes. give it to you. In the name of Jesus. We welcome your hope and your strength, God. We receive it. And we choose to look up to you, God. We position ourselves and we wait with expectation for your goodness and for your promises to be fulfilled. Amen. Stand with me. Let me pray for you and then we'll go. Listen, I don't know where you're at today. I don't know if you're away from God. I don't know if you're in a season. You're so connected and your relationship is rich or you feel disconnected like he's abandoned you. Let, let me give you this word. Um, don't make decisions in the midst of your dysphoria. Don't make life change decisions in the midst of your dysphoria. If you're not in spiritual, soul, physical wellness, this is not when you want to start making major changes to what God has spoken to you earlier. Now it's time to just get healthy. Do what you know feeds your spirit, man. Pray in tongues. Worship. Pray. Give yourself to something greater so that God can put grace in you. Give yourself to things that bring grace. Are you hearing me? Give yourself to things that bring grace. Let me tell you this quick story. I'm a storyteller. I went through a major depressive episode uh, years ago. Well, I went through one years ago. Um, probably been through others. But in the midst of it, there was a dude that I uh, had, had, had won to the Lord. And I was in such a depressive episode, I just wanted to lay in bed all day. Anybody ever been there? Didn't want to get out of bed. Like, I didn't want to get out of bed. Didn't want to pay bills. Didn't want to do anything. And this dude kept calling me. What about this? 
what about this? And I wanted to be like, bro, I don't even know, man. Like, I'm trying to live in my depression right now. I ain't got time to be helping you. But I couldn't do that. And so I would have to, like, preach to this guy. Like, he wasn't one of them easy phone call people. You ever disciple somebody? It's not one of them easy phone call people. <laughs> I was like, I know we've talked about this three times this week, but let me talk about it for an hour again. Like, I'm preaching a sermon series to this guy. I'm like, every week. And after a couple weeks... I'm like, oh God, I know what you're doing. I need this more than he does. I need this more than he does. He's so faithful. You could have just left me. But you gave me an opportunity to pour myself out for someone bigger than me. This is what Jesus looks like in this season. Don't give in to the dysphoria. Don't, don't, don't believe the lies. Don't, don't believe the suspicion. Hear me, don't allow people to connect a relationship with Jesus Christ to some political party. Either way, America, we just have two. Imagine being in a country where there's 12. You know, then you got, a, you got 12 different groups of Christians saying this is where the Christian group, right? Right now we only have two. Don't, don't, the, the group that, are, that follow Jesus are the people that follow Jesus. Yeah. Amen. The, the people who show radical love. Amen. I hope you hear what I'm saying here. Give yourself radically to love in this season. And that's going to bring the grace that you need. So put your hands out. I want to, I want to um, pray for you that God would just give us what we need. And in that season, I need Mike to be calling me over and over and over again. He was under federal indictment. Things were going very bad in his life. And I was a lifeline. But he was also a lifeline. And you want to connect yourself to a lifeline in this season. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Ha, for each one of these people right here listening to me who were created in your image. All these God image bearers whose value has not changed one bit despite how they're feeling inside. Whose purpose has not changed one bit no matter the season whose destiny has not been altered one bit by what is happening in their emotions. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would give them opportunities to pour out what you have put on the inside of them, that they may lay on the table before them the grace of God that's in their life, Father, that you would feed their opportunities to cultivate thankfulness. Not just thanks that, you know, the weather is good, but thanks that God is good. Thanks that God is in my life. God has not left me alone. God has given me community. God has given me a hope. God has given me a prayer language. God has given me his spirit. God has given me finances. I went and held Chelsea's baby, Chelsea and Duke's little newborn baby about the size of my shoe. <laughs> And I looked at that little newborn, and I said, oh, my God, this thing is... I'd actually get to hold My wife held, held her the entire time. But I said, oh, this, this, this child is beautiful. And as a slightly older parent, I thought... I started thinking about... I like sleep. Like, I, I, like to, I like to sleep, right? Like, I really like to sleep. And babies don't. And so immediately, my mind starts going to the cloud. And I had to remind myself, oh, my gosh, they get to 
here the first time eating solid foods and the first crawl and the first walk and the first words and the first day at school and the first first time home and come on somebody and and, and just all the beautiful 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 days that are ahead come on don't let the lack of sleep rob you of what God has for you don't don't let that rob you of what what God has for you in this season amen don't 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 let it come on amen don't let the dysphoria don't let the heaviness rob you of what God has for you in this community as we bring other people to come and encounter his love father I declare your grace and your hope upon this group in Jesus name and everybody said Amen and amen. Give a clap to the Lord if you would. Hallelujah. Listen, if you need prayer in this season, we're going to have some people right here at the front and they're going to pray for you. We also have some coffee outside. Feel free to stay and just connect with someone. And hey, if you are alone, don't go to lunch alone. Invite yourself with somebody else. And by the way, there's life group signups in the lobby. Oh, yeah. Life groups are starting up the first week of June. There are nine different ones to choose from. They're all good. Though the women's life group that meets on Wednesday nights is awesome. Mine is men it. and women. We're doing theological study. Hey, we and, love you. Uh, hey, hey, join hug a life somebody. Group. Join a life group. Have and some we coffee. will see you when we see you. Give us some music, Brandon. Any music. Por favor. Check one, check. And I'm still on.